1: Welcome back to Luke and Pete Shaw, episode seven. Back in the habit. This is the episode where we go to Moscow, mission to Moscow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that, we've had quite a few Moscow stories to be fair on this series, so we could go to Moscow.
0: When you said back in the habit, I was thinking which one of us is Whoopi Goldberg? It's me. It is you. You're yeah. the adorable ginger lady. So you're, com- and then you're, and then in one foul swoop, you're comparing it to uh, the Police Academy movie. Yeah. Was Mission Moscow? Was it something to do with
1: a video camera filled with diamonds? I think that might have been the uh, situation. I can't
0: remember any of the plots of any of them. No. Um, but I can remember watching them all quite intently at university. Who was your favourite character? out oh, of? Ah, Mahoney. Uh, why? Gutenberg. Why?
1: What's wrong with Hightower? What have we got against Hightower? Or the little little woman who, who squeaks and then when she gets angry she sounds like a monster.
0: I like Hightower. I like Zed. Is yeah. that an I- M- I like. I like Lasard. <laughs> Lasard, like commandant Lasard. But mission to Moscow is actually the seventh one. I think it's right. police academy. Police academy two, their first assignment. Yes. Police academy three, back in training. Police academy four, citizens on patrol. Police academy five, assi- assignment Miami Beach, which I think is the, either the first one without Steve Guttenberg yes. or the last one with him. Police academy six, city under siege. Police academy not given a seven, just police academy mission to Moscow.
1: Right. So uh, the weird thing about police academy is uh, there was a point where Steve Gut- Guttenberg kind of dipped out. It was quite an adult, um, sexy, uh, body romp yeah. of, a, of a series, but yeah. they had like a kid's
0: cartoon of yeah, They it, did, yeah, they did. Which yeah. is very strange. Um, I've just loaded it up on the computer. Do you want to have a guess at how m- much money in total the Police Academy franchise, and it is a franchise, <laughs> uh, got uh, nailed at the box office?
1: Uh, we'd be talking, I reckon, five, six hundred million.
0: Come on. What? It's Police Academy. It basically? What do you mean?
1: Everybody watched that film.
0: Do you know when you do that thing when you ask someone to guess on a quiz and they go <laughs> massively <laughs> wait, over? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah,
1: you've done that. Well, well, how much would it have cost to, I guess, in old money, I mean, what would that have cost to make? £10 million?
0: I don't know. If this is I don't know if these figures I've got in front of me are adjusted for inflation, mm. but the box office total, so far, I, I presume it's so, so far. <laughs> was, so yeah, far. that's going to be screaming there's, ahead, isn't there's, it? This VHS is, uh, I think that, this is up until 2009, apparently. Right. Uh, it's $239.6 million. Uh, well,
1: quite close then oh, million? Yeah, six, yeah. no. I, was, I think my first guess in my head was 300 yeah. million and I, I neglected to say that I was I, never I don't I want was,
0: you forecasting revenue at any company I work <laughs> for
1: <laughs> my aforementioned uh, father Stuart Donaldson he uh, wouldn't let me watch uh, both Robocop and Police Academy uh, but then I was just trying to get one like past him basically I said look let me watch one or t'other so he's basically choosing between sex and violence
0: yeah um what, and, did you say Police Academy or Robocop? Yeah. There's no real sex in Police Academy,
1: though. No, no, sorry, about Robocop. Oh, okay. It's so sexy. <laughs> yeah. Wipe clean, robot, Robocop. <laughs> no, uh, there's a little bit of sex. There's boobs in it and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and they go to a gear bar at one point.
0: Yeah, that's called the the Blue Oyster Bar, isn't it?
1: Yes, exactly. And I once watched Police Academy around a friend's house, uh, but I was still trying to get access to the film at home. Mm. I said, Dad, just let me watch it, let me watch it, even though I'd already seen it secretly. And I was really scared he was going to, um, uh, you know, know that I'd watched the film at my mate's house because I started humming the...
0: (laughs) And all of that. And speaking of... um, the fact that it, the first one, well, I suppose all of them, but particularly the first one you're referencing there, mm. it was a little bit sexy. Do you know who the sort of love interest slash sexy lady in quotes was? Uh, oh, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall yes. from, uh, from uh, Sex and the City. And
1: that pneumatic woman, uh, tall lady. she was a bit like um oh, Sonya Yeah, I can't kind remember who that was, but no. I definitely
0: remember Kim Cattrall. Yeah, anyways, well, Steve, they, they, didn't uh, she? She played mannequin,
1: didn't she? Uh, Mannequin you, Skywalker in the film
0: Mannequin. She <laughs> did play Mannequin Skywalker, yeah, yeah. In um in uh what was what's it called? The Phantom Menace. Um do, do you know there was apparently a saying in the eighties in Hollywood among the producer pr- producer fraternity that right. if, you, if you couldn't afford uh Ted Danson, get Steve Gutenberg. Is that right? Apparently so, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> That's a
1: diss, isn't I it? No, but
0: it's fair enough, isn't it? <laughs> it's, like, it's like Steve Coogan always says that you know, I I I always want to do more serious acting roles, but I always get down to the last two and then Michael Sheen gets it.
1: Right, uh, if you're behind Michael Sheen, I mean, he's doing well, but I mean, not he's that great, well. He's isn't a great he? actor. He's isn't a fantastic he? actor. Yeah, and yeah. I like the fact that he backs himself as well. He really fancies himself as a yeah. as a fantastic actor, as he should. And as he should.
0: Other, I'd love to have seen him in Police Academy. Okay. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Sheen <laughs>
1: yeah. playing the. Oh, who's the fellow who directed that film? He draws a guy that talks like this. Like what? the crazy man. He comes Police in Academy? in about uh, Police Academy 3, uh, Bobcat uh, Golf it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I yeah. don't know. Uh, you sort of talk like that. Oh, isn't
0: that Boba Smith?
1: No, Boba Smith was Hightower, wasn't he? he was oh, yeah, the big he's guy. Hightower, yeah. yeah,
0: that's right, yeah. yeah you're over he, the one with the computer, aren't right, have
1: Frantically googlingly police director.
0: He plays Zed, does not he? You're yeah. talking about, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Bob Goldthwait is correct, Pete.
1: <laughs> and he uh, is a director now, and he's directed some decent films and written some decent films as well. I recommend them.
0: Okay, good. I haven't seen any of them, I don't think. <laughs> um,
1: Luke. Yeah. we really should get on with a shot. How, how Have you been all right, Trish? I've, I've been okay.
0: You've been all right. Mostly just watching the police academy movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been good. I've been all right. Um, it's been it's been a fun a fun week. Yeah. Um, are, we, well. are we slipping into that, are we? It's been... Yeah. It's <laughs> been your
1: bit. It's been a fun week.
0: Um, since I last saw you. But yeah, I, what, the reason um, that we're back here today is of course because we're contractually obliged to be so. Yes. But one thing we did discuss, Pete, and uh, you've agreed to it, so I'm going to announce it to the listeners now, is we've been absolutely inundated with emails. Now, I know people going to think we're going to say that just to show off and show how popular we are, but honestly, we've had like 300 emails mm. and, we're, and we are disappearing under the surface and not keeping up with them. So what yes. I suggested we should do, and, and you agreed... Is episode seven, which we're doing now, of course, should be an email special just from listener content.
1: I mean, what has bulked out the email listener content is uh, two things. Uh, the fact that, it, yes, it was death of a salesman, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About 100%. i am going to stop of... asking questions yeah. on the podcast because yeah. I get in a date and stupid ones at like that. But definitely. Uh, but defi- I get inundated with obviously people going, Donaldson, sort your stuff out. But for the last uh, two weeks, we've been in a date with people it's busy saying it's. Um, Arthur Miller's, Arthur Miller's Death uh, of a which
0: and you're referring to the uh, main Carter jingle which takes the original N. Carter uh, yeah. jingle um, but what people can't tell us though lots of people have got in touch on it's Death of a Salesman*. Arthur Miller did that at school mm. fine no one can actually tell us which production of Death of a Salesman* it is the actual one yeah so uh, the, you know the that, person who
1: came closest was uh, the football writer Jonathan Wilson Jonathan Wilson who DM'd both myself
0: and you on, saying, on I'm going to find pages. this I'm
1: going to find it and he went through about five different versions on YouTube and they were all slightly different and they are all slightly Do
0: you know what I think, Peter? You even know more about this than me, but um, I think that what they did in the sort of show of strength um, Microsoft-type way is maybe good at recorded especially for that.
1: The Windows 95 um, introductory kind of introduction uh, that, video was um, two members um, from Friends. So there they we had, go. It was Matt yeah. Perry,
0: wasn't it, one of the others?
1: Yeah, Matthew Perry and also Jennifer Aniston. Mm. So they did a Friends kind of like skit. Uh, Javis and uh, Merchant also did one they as did.
0: well. So they've got form. They've form. They could they've have
1: re-recorded it.
0: The more embarrassing one for you, and it would have been embarrassing for me, but I'm sensible enough to keep quiet, right. would have been when you referred to the great, late, great, uh, multi-award winning owner of 50 honorary doctorates. Uh, yeah. Maya Angelou yeah. uh, as some bloke. Some bloke. <laughs> it sounded a bit blokish, okay. I'm afraid. Don't dig any deeper. That's what I'll say. Good morning. There you go. Yeah. The, I think the name of the poem is on the pulse of morning, which she read according to many of our listeners at the uh, inauguration of Bill Clinton in 1992. Well, I'm sure
1: it's very touching, but, you know, yeah. I'm willing to own my mistakes, unlike yeah. you, Luckmour.
0: No, I'll gloss over them and <laughs> deflect <laughs> in, a, in a blatant display of whataboutery.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you love a bit of gloss. I do. Um, so, should we just take them in turns with emails and stuff like that? Is that how is this, this going to work? Basically, you've chosen seven or eight emails yeah. that you've uh, enjoyed that's tickled your fancy, and yeah. I've basically randomly just clicked on ones in the email box, and, and yeah. I'm going to read read them out so, well, and react to them. I suppose we're not doing
0: any more poo ones.
1: No more poo. There
0: but, is so there a, a lot of complaints about that. We're
1: drawing a pooey line under the poo, <laughs> and we're just going to get on with it. So yeah, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just will start our own stuff. Out.
0: Okay, shall I go first then? You go first. All right. First email. of have the email special.
1: Big, Your um, voice sound um, a bit funny there. Big, yeah, it's, <laughs> big big responsibility. Exactly. I know. I like
0: Bob Goldthwait. <laughs> right. Right. Hello. Hello, gents. So this email subject is motion sickness. Hello, gents. Further to Luke's mentioning of drivers never becoming car sick, that was from episode six last week. Yes. Where we talked about the idea of control keeping you from having motion sickness, and that may well be why people get airsick and all the rest yes, of it. Yes, okay. Um, I thought you'd both be interested to know the physiological reason for motion sickness. Vehicles generally are a very recent invention in the greater scheme of things, especially when thinking about human evolution. Mm. When a person travels as a passenger in, say, a car, and has their vision focused on a stationary point, such as a book... Uh, They're sending their brain mixed messages. The fact that a person is actually in motion is detected by their inner ear, the same part of the body that's mostly responsible for maintaining balance. When this stimulus is apparently contradicted by the evidence of their eyes that are focused on a seemingly stationary book, phone, or laptop without the person looking outside at the passing scenery, this brings into play an interesting human evolutionary adaptation. The brain picks up on the contradictory information it's receiving, the sensation of movement without any visual confirmation, and decides that this must be a result of the body having ingested something toxic or poisonous that's caused them to become disorientated. Oh. How about that? Naturally, the body's automatic response uh, to that would be to expel the poison, hence people becoming nauseous. Uh, regards Alex Jones, not that Alex Jones, the nutter Texan, Texan conspiracy theorist, nor the Welsh TV personality. We'll come on to that in a minute. He's quite um, nauseating. Yeah, Alex Jones, thanks for that. I looked it up and it's, I just did some further reading on it. It's absolutely true apparently the most recent and and accepted hypothesis for motion sickness is a natural defense against neurotoxins
1: so what we need is basically uh a way to tell the body that you're in motion Mm. while you're on your laptop so i'm proposing like a flintstones car so you've still got to run along so your body is still kind of that's not
0: that's what you don't want not what you do want what do you mean you don't want your body to think it's in motion while you're looking at a laptop uh, you want, you your, body's,
1: your body's in motion because your body knows anyway your inner ear knows that you're moving Yeah. so that, that's to move your inner ear needs to know that but the legs might kind of give you a bit oh, more oh so of. what you
0: mean okay so maybe you th- so you're tricking your body into thinking it's you propelling them yes exactly okay, yeah, right. Right so rather than the car. car works yeah. well
1: or like a little bike yeah I a mean, like little, b- little bike wheel in the
0: back possibly <laughs> well, you could just cycle it yeah, that would be it. interesting so if you put an exercise bike in the back of say a car or in a plane or whatever mm. um, and you just start cycling while you're reading or while you were doing whatever, would you still get motion sick?
1: Or one of those, um, you know those party buses you get in, um, like, stag-do towns, where you're all on a bike round a table? Oh, yeah, it's called a, um, it's, it's called like a bicycle party sort of like that. You, you, normally, hate, hate them.
0: you normally get a, you normally get them in, is it, in Germany, they're quite popular. They're all
1: over the place, to be honest, I saw yeah. loads in New Orleans. And, Have you ever had one? No, no, never got involved, to be honest. Not mate.
0: Never, never looked
1: like fun. No, I I agree. agree. Too much whooping. Too much whooping. What I would say is that um, uh, VR makes me quite sick. Okay, I've never really tried it. So, like, the games where you are stationary, like, seated in, like, I don't know... A, let's say a spaceship, maybe, or yeah. a, um, a car, or if you just sat down in a seat and you're just reacting to things around you. There's quite a good game called Job Simulator, which I quite enjoy, which is quite funny. <laughs> oh, which whatever, is weird. You, yeah. You've never had a job. I know. It's a nice <laughs> nine to five experience for me. But, um, the ones that uh, really mess me up are the ones that are like, you know, like your Half life or so your Counter Strike or so the well, games. You can play games, those with VR. Now, you can yeah. play those with VR, but the problem is when you're using your, your your keyboard and stuff to make you go forward and backwards. Obviously, your body, you can look around and stuff, and it's really kind of visceral and, and, and kind of re- responsive. But your legs aren't doing what your body right. thinks it's doing, basically.
0: So you need some sort of nightmare guess, sort of esque sort of room. Yeah, where you can, walk where you around can sort of walk it. around. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and there are technologies to do that. Um, one uh, thing that I quite uh, that, that I quite like is that um, a lot of people were getting sick in a particular game, and then what they did was they just put like a nose in front of the viewer because if you look anywhere, you can always see the, side of your always nose, see yeah. the size of your nose. So they put a, a nose in game, and it helped. Oh, apparently. really? Like Very pop, clever. Popping
0: pop a little digital noise in there. Very clever. Old job. I've never uh, I've never really sort of tried VR. I've never you really never got involved. Now, the the nearest thing I can remember um to that would be like going on a like a, a theme ride simulator at like right. a, a, a theme park or something. But uh, like. you,
1: you would it would blow your mind. I, it really is very very interesting what they've done and what they've been able to do and what they continue to be able to do. I the agree. problem is what I like about it is the the programmers have to make sure that the programs are so watertight and they can't flip out at any point because sometimes games just flip out for no reason yeah. and all of, everything goes pointy. Yeah. You can't have that. No. People will wet themselves yeah.
0: or fall again
1: fall over and vomit.
0: Have you speak, have you seen the video of Ronnie O'Sullivan?
1: Doing no. it. Oh, yeah, he f- doesn't he fall through a table? Yeah. Well, uh, an he, invisible he,
0: table. It's like they try and get Ronnie O'Sullivan, the great snooker player, to put on VR goggles and play a game of pool. <laughs> and uh, he puts the goggles on, and obviously, he immediately sees a pool table in front of him. And I guess it's just such a natural natural reaction for, yeah. uh, for what he He just completely starts leaning over <laughs> and just <laughs> leans over and, over, and all that just falls flat on his face. It's brilliant. It's really fun. <laughs> Lovely old job. Yeah, so you've got to be able to keep up with the times, Ronnie. Keep That's up with the times, sorry. Ronnie, for crying out loud. But, but that, I mean, pool, ma- go, on, go sorry. On,
1: sorry. Well, pool is quite an old school sport in it really yeah yeah.
0: I mean, I mean really I'm thinking to myself what are you getting out of that <laughs> because you have to get a pool cue on the go anyway yeah so the only way it's going to help you is if you've, you, can't, you haven't got a big enough room for a pool table in your house, but you've still got to wave a cue around.
1: Well, you still, I mean, you can't have a smaller pool table than an actual pool table. So the, no, exactly. It has to be exactly the same size, in fact, Luke. Exactly, exactly. Otherwise so, it wouldn't work. Waste of time. It's pointless. And th- anyway, did, that- my dad uh, once uh, brought a full-size snooker table into the front room, and my mum wasn't very happy.
0: Oh, you must have a Free, front
1: room. Freebie from the pub. Very good. Put it in the best room, and my mum was not happy. How long did th- it last? There wasn't enough room to even, like, take a shot. How long you did it last? You had to take the shot. How long did it last then? It lasted about a week, and then it went <laughs> straight, out there, straight Excellent. out
0: there. I bet your dad was like, don't put your coffee on it. Don't, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, you can't use it. It's the most impractical thing to ever do. So silly. So um, silly. That email was from Alex Jones anyway. And not, Thanks, as, Alex. As he says, not the nutter Texan conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Alex Jones. I'm so angry. He, oh, is, he is. Oh, that's, an, that's an accurate impression. <laughs> I mean, one thing I didn't know when I, I, looked at, I looked up Alex Jones just to get a reminder of how crazy Angry he is. is. Angry he angrier. sells,
1: like, uh, supplements know, quite yeah.
0: a lot. They, they, a lot of them sell, um, sell uh, end-of-the-world yeah. survivalist-type packs, but he also is quite a prolific film director. Is he? Yeah, and he makes, like, movies. I'll say <laughs> director. <laughs> Camera tool! Here's, here's a selection of uh, some of the films he's made. See if you can detect a theme. Right. Okay. In 1999, he made a film called Police State 2000. (laughs) Mission to Moscow. In 2000, he made a film called Police State 2, The Takeover. (laughs) In 2003, he made a a film called Police State 3, Total Enslavement. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, in 2007... Nobody's asking for sequels. <laughs> listen to this 2007 Tell one. Tell me
1: it's a reboot.
0: Endgame. Blueprint for total enslavement.
1: Wow. Yeah. That guy loves being enslaved. Oh, yeah, that, thinking i thinking about think, the end of the world. I
0: think that was the last one to feature Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> 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 but anyway, and, and the other Alex Jones, who Alex himself references, is the Welsh TV personality, who seems absolutely lovely. <laughs> She, Did she, you really uh, Google that? She came fifth in Strictly Come Dancing, apparently. Well done. Yeah, good Well done, Alex. Well done.
1: Is she married? To... No. No. Someone else. Uh, Dan. Hello, Dan. Uh, hi, lads. Uh, related to the email about armed forces using animals on uh, previous week's shows, uh, I wanted to share two pretty interesting things I found out recently. The first of these is Sir Niels Orlav. And he's uh, appended the Wikipedia article. Thank you, uh, uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, he's the Colonel in Chief of the Norwegian King's Guard. He also happens to be a penguin.
0: Oh, I've heard about this, and he's like the third or fourth in line, isn't he? Yeah.
1: The what end- is that true? What if all hell breaks loose in Norway? He is the. He becomes the head of the <laughs> King's Guard. I'm <It's laughs> confused. Going <laughs> g-
0: g- 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 up to him. right, the, the enemy's on the on the on the at the borders. What are we going to do? Acquire fish. And he's not going to say anything. Right give him a fish <laughs> what, what are we going to do <laughs> oh dear
1: insane well he lives in Edinburgh Zoo apparently this title began in 1972 and has been passed down for three generations
0: yeah I know I it's at Edinburgh Zoo because I'm, I'm fairly sure I read about it when I was up there a while ago and every time the did penguin, you meet the chief I, I didn't every time the penguin dies yeah, they pass it on to it I don't know if they pass it on to I don't suppose they could be able to pass it on to like the son of the penguin but it's just a no. random penguin Maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a Dalai Lama type vibe where as soon as they die the <laughs> uh, first born person gets it that's a fascinating situation,
1: yeah. it, with the Chinese and the, the new Dalai Lama and all that yeah. business. Uh, the second is uh, Check Hello, oh, Check That's the Polish bear. That's the Polish bear. Yeah. Uh, basically, in 1942, the Anders army left the uh, Soviet Union for Iran, accompanied by thousands of Polish civilians. A young boy in Iran had found an orphaned bear cub. One of the civilians travelling with the army was very taken with the bear, causing uh, the, the, the people to basically purchase the bear. So it got drafted into the Polish army as a private because this allowed him to it pa- passage onto a British uh, transport ship with his unit. Uh, Woj- Woj- Wojtek. Wojtek was... Uh, I think it's Wojciech, isn't it? It uh, will be Wojciech, won't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Wojciech was uh, used to uh, carry ammo crates in battle. Oh, good. Thing is, bears kind of list to the left and the right quite heavily. You don't want drop, you don't want to drop a big. Are you basing missile, that on the Jungle Book? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining how. The thing is, you a can't get them doing bear. Because
0: every so often, they'll start singing and rubbing their back against a tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and shooting the birds out of the trees. <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently, his favourite drink was beer. And yeah. uh, he was also taught to salute when greeted. They also had a. Um, That's the, like me in many ways. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, a, a little known fact the Polish army also had a uh, monkey. Um, and he was the king of the swingers, the jungle VIP. <laughs> <laughs> Is that
1: right, yeah? Is that right? Wow. Yeah. I think somebody tweeted us uh, to explain the Hartlepool myth, the uh, monkey myth.
0: Is that not true, the monkey hanger?
1: I don't... That's a, I mean. You're it, from it, it, Hartlepool, you should know that. We spoke about it before on uh, different, uh, different podcasts and stuff, but basically uh, in the Napoleon it was uh, a monkey washed up, uh, dressed in full French army regalia, and um, we conducted a beachside trial. The Hartley Bullions, yeah. the clever Hartley Bullions. We thought it was a French spy, basically.
0: But you thought you just said it was a myth. Is it
1: a myth then? Well, I, d- I, I just think it's very unlikely. Okay, right. Um, I've never been to Hartley so no. I, couldn't, I couldn't. Well, the, mo- the most egregious thing is that, is that uh, the most egregious crime is the fact that most of the depictions of said monkey uh, usually it invariably becomes a chimp. Oh uh, yeah, you got yeah, a funny I get, thing about, yeah, that, I you? about that.
0: People should b- take the moment to to understand. Pete's very um, sort of precious about the difference between a monkey and a chimp. I mean, if you need a reference point, monkeys have tails, chimps do not. Yeah. a chimp is not a monkey. I, a chimp is a chimpanzee.
1: I get incredibly upset, but I mean, it's the only thing I know. Luke, mm. the older I get. I've sort of stopped worrying about other things and just worried about people misidentifying gibbons.
0: But you've got me doing it because I was a, I was at um, I was at the zoo. I took my niece to the zoo a number of weeks ago. You clipped
1: on the head, went no, it's Marwell a monkey. Was,
0: no, she's too young to know the difference. Marwell <laughs> Zoo, and then it was a while ago. And I did hear some people saying, "Oh, look yeah. at that chimp," and it's not a chimp; it's a macaque. It's different. Right, okay. It's different. I didn't say anything. You That's know a bonobo, you idiot. Yeah, I, I, but you are known for it. Whenever I hear of someone doing it, I do think of you. But anyway, Ooh. thanks to Dan for the email. Yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah, we, we're always interested in hearing about animals with sort of jobs. Uh, Dogs are jobs. Um, If you want to get involved, by the way,
1: it is hello at uh, com.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that, um, I want to uh, bring to your attention, Peter, and to the listeners at large, Alex Bartling's email. Hello, Alex. Uh, He says, hi, guys. I can't imagine you'll be eager to do another hermit-based segment. And this is referencing uh, the last episode last week where we talked about Christopher Knight, who was the last real hermit. And not my Um, friend from school. No, different person. Mm. Uh, As far as we know, anyway. Uh, but he said, hearing, talk, hearing you talk about the North Pond Hermit, it reminded me of a vaguely similar situation with a man called Ho Van Thanh and his son, Ho Van Lang. He said, I don't claim to be an expert on the matter. You'll fit right in then, Alex. <laughs> so if you're interested, I'll leave it to you to research the final details, but I'll give you a quick overview of the case. And I have researched the final details, so I'll come on to that in a minute. Um, Ho Van Thanh was a, a Vietnamese man living with his wife and two-year-old son, Ho Van Lang, during the Vietnam War before a bomb struck his house, destroying it and killing his wife. He immediately grabbed his son and fled to the woods where he found refuge for 40 years, Pete. Wasn't the woods where
1: all of the battles were happening anyway?
0: Well, I think he just went deeper and deeper into the forest. Um, But but anyway, the the most interesting part of this is that the son was obviously two years old at the time, Mm. which means that 40-odd years later, when they finally were, um, well, not discovered, but finally convinced, if you'd like, to come back into society, Mm. his son was, I think about forty almost forty two years old, mm. and he had never ever known anything else than living with his father in the woods um and yes, and just, he became th-
1: vice president of a media company saw <laughs> <laughs> <in laughs> yeah,
0: yeah and and um I did a bit of further research around it, and um, they survived by him and his son survived by hunting, foraging, and living in tree houses, um, And they all the elder guy, the, the they just called them houses
1: in the forest, mate. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you just houses.
0: the the the, old, the older guy, the father, believed the Vietnam War was still going on. Yeah. so he was wary of people, and so every time, for a very long time before he could could have any contact with people, he saw them, he would just flee. Mm. Um, but they were they were rescued, um, uh, you know, after after forty years. And three years on, um, according to this, this article I saw in, from 2016. Uh, the, the father and son had been living in a house in the village and slowly adapting to civilization. And part of the reason they were found is because uh, one of the sons um, from the, the bomb that, f- that fell on their village, he actually survived. Right. So he went to, to discover them and it had to take ages ah. to convince the father that he was actually a son as well. Um, but when when they brought the son, the other son who lived in the forest the whole time, back into civilization, apparently he was like, he it was a really, really strange situation because he had no concept of time other than just day and night. Yeah. He had no reference points. He had no idea of any sources of energy other than fire, which they always used to use, and the sun. Um, he had never ever seen, at the age of 41, he had never seen artificial lighting. Right. Um, and um, he, he, didn't, he didn't really know about any sort of thing to do with civilization. The only thing he knew is his father had explained to him um, what airplanes were as they went over the sky. And um, the funny thing about it, this is is perhaps the most interesting point for me, his father declines to tell him on purpose about the existence of the female species. uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be sensible, wouldn't it?
0: He said, because he, he would, he, he said, it, the quote he used was, I want to douse my son's instincts. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a great way of putting it. But they, apparently the, 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 the forest they lived in was so plentiful, they never, they never went hungry, mm. they used to eat monkeys, rats, snakes, lizards, frogs, bats, birds, and fish. Um, the guy who went and, go and interviewed them um, said he saw the older gentleman um, eating bats as though they were olives, just grabbing them off the Just grabbing them off and just eating, just eating them. Yeah, um, he said, he must, yeah. I
1: bet he's immune to everything. Well, Every they, well, disease just they, chomping away. When they
0: came back into the, the sort of the, the world, real the world, they, mm. or the world proper, they did they did start to get a little bit ill and they had to get treatment. But they, they they were never they were never ill properly once in the forty odd years.
1: Well, what that tell you? Eat a bat,
0: mate. But the um, the elder gentleman was eighty six years old.
1: I mean, can you can you imagine from his point of view? Uh, he thinks the whole world's ended. His world's ended. You know, mm. he thinks everyone's still at war. The world is fire, the, and he's just hiding from everyone for that length of yeah, time. Yeah, that's that's. It's, it's, it's just, almost a worse experience than the kid. I think growing up because you know the opposite.
0: Yeah, because the, 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 the most the sort of distressing thing about it, and actually a quite sad thing about it, is that um, the son is adapting apparently quite well. Mm. Um, he's still, I guess, sort of sort of young enough to understand. Uh, to, to really sort of adapt um, but apparently when Spends I- a lot of time on the net <laughs> Yeah Dad <laughs> You tell me this Dad Yeah You didn't tell me about Dad Gangnam style It's literally on com. <laughs> yeah but the- Cheryl from Garza Out got your hair Apparently the dad said his main ambition at 86 is to return to the jungle oh. which is a bit, a bit of a shame That oh, is sad but yeah, there we go. That was quite interesting. That was from Alex Bartling. Thank you very much, Alex, for that. Much appreciated.
1: I just a bit of a downer on that I,
0: one. I, I quite, I quite, I quite I, I about liked Hermes. it. Yeah, no, no, I, I quite enjoy it. <laughs> I
1: quite enjoy her. hermit. i working
0: with you every week. It's, like, it's quite attractive. Yeah, that'd I That would be, be my luck. I'll get somehow, sort of, the situation will transpire that I've suddenly got to live into the forest for 40 years as a hermit and mm. only the only other person I'll get will be you.
1: And then as soon as you get rescued you'll want to run back into the forest. <laughs> yeah. you you'll have me.
0: You'll have a couple of paper cups on the string. let's do a show anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Salmon Ball. Hello, Simon Ball. Uh, kind of related to a, a ball. Uh, <laughs> I live in Kyoto in Japan with my a Japanese wife, and I asked her about those weird ghosts you talk, uh, talked about in uh, episode one. Yeah, the Japanese ghosts yeah. um yeah. Uh, who apparently wanted to pull a ball out of our anuses. This doesn't count as a poo email. Okay. The ones that wanted to pull balls out of our anuses. Apparently the balls are actually piles or hemorrhoids, and these are actually kind ghosts, and will relieve you of these by eating them if you go down to the river and wave your bum at them.
0: I I just point at this this juncture, if you're coming to this show cold, please do start with episode (laughs) one, because that will not make any sense at all. That's that's an interesting development. You you didn't read that in your book about Japanese I didn't read that. I
1: mean, I imagine imagine, um, fictional ghosts are open to interpretation.
0: Well, by definition. By definition. Okay, right.
1: Uh, And he also says, I'm surprised Peter Sokio on Japan, seeing is about 97% of all TV output here consists of people eating food it's not just people eating food it's people like panels of audience members and uh, people like pundits sort of watching people eat food. i think for you it's, it's the fetishisation
0: of the food isn't it i don't like, like it you know you, you that's quite a specific bugbear i remember my uncle once um, my mum was teasing my uncle once saying um, oh, don't don't do this! Don't he's, he's frightened of rats. He's like phobic of rats. Right. And um, my uncle was like fuming about it. He he, he just wouldn't say anything. And then my mum kept teasing him, kept teasing him, kept teasing him. And then he muttered the immortal line: "I'm not phobic of rats. I'm just scared of a gang of rats with one rat at the air front leading them." <laughs> <laughs> Which to me is a very specific Why that? I mean, Yeah, he, like
1: in like a V formation. He,
0: yeah, he, he reckons it's to some sort of horror novel he read as a kid or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 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 an example of the specificity of your sort of food annoyance.
1: I'm so glad that I'm not that scared of specific things like spiders I can take or leave I'm not really asked about that wood lice, I'm not really fond of that's about it that's about it but you're never going to see a big wood lice well I'll see it
0: there's a difference between a, a, um, a, 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 a sort of being scared of something and phobic of something isn't it? right yeah phobic like, is like it's completely irrational like you, can, you, your body oh, starts yeah, yeah. an involuntary sort of reaction to it like I saw a TV show once where there was these people who were phobic of clowns when I first started watching it I was like oh god it's just a clown you're just scared they,
1: of clowns right? but
0: when they what they did as part of their therapy is they, a couple of people, this woman and this guy were put in this room. A really busy room full of people to make them feel so mm. comfortable and there's a lot of chat going on. Like almost like a dinner party like a cocktail party. Yeah. And then they just walked a clown in. Yeah. Right. And just tried to introduce it slowly. And I am not joking, the reaction from the woman particularly was absolutely insane. It was like it was completely involuntary. She's like having a meltdown. Physical symptoms, yeah. sweating, couldn't stand up. She was absolutely beside herself.
1: Imagine a- another human being be able to put on a bit of grease paint and to elicit that kind of reaction from someone.
0: Are you give it you get an Use it for power. Use <laughs> <Yeah>. it for
1: <laughs> use it for these are for nefarious <laughs> Mean memes. ends, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, be, that's awful. I, I,
0: I, I don't think, uh, I can't think of any sort of phobia I've got particularly, I don't think. No. No. Um, there you go
1: yeah <laughs> um, I'll just uh, quickly dip into the uh, food uh, aisle so to speak <laughs> the food bucket yeah a uh, lot of talk on secret menus on the emails so you've got oh, yeah. to round up some of those basically that's um, from episode
0: 2 or 3 yeah
1: we're about secret menus and stuff uh, on the whole they seem to be fictional but on the whole people seem to spend a lot of time just making their own and photographing them late at night when they're drunk uh, Ash made his own secret menu item which is so underwhelming the picture uh, he appended uh, to the email uh, three chicken nuggets just on top of a big mac yeah, that's rubbish it is rubbish i mean i'm sorry ash that's but thank thing. you for getting involved
0: when i mentioned it um for the first time mm. i did say i'm interested not because I, i'm you know i'm not being sneery about it i'm interested mm. in the prospect of it but i want to see proof of it as in i want to see you actually mm. being able to order it and get it i don't want you to see a, some, people some, just mer- yeah yeah someone make it themselves because anyone can do that I, or who just works there mucking around behind mm. the counter I, just, I want to know if it actually exists and that that's not a Good example.
1: A lot of talk for the McGangbang, which is a double cheeseburger with a chicken in the middle. But that's something that, you know, obviously people make themselves. in and out Burger, apparently. They, yeah, but they're well known for it, aren't they're they? They're well known for it. That's actually, their secret menu has become part of their memory. They do like
0: animal fry, fries menu. and stuff, don't have they? You see, have you seen the,
1: uh, have you been to in and out Burger? Yes, I have, yeah. yeah have you noticed that um, under like the lip of the bottom of the milkshake and in the lip of the bottom of the soda, uh, like, um, Cop. Cop. um Thanks for helping me. I remember the word cup. Bear. I don't know why you said the it's word li- soda. All right. Well, it's, what well, it's soda? That's yeah. what they call it, isn't it? Um, they have like little Bible references.
0: I didn't know like that. John
1: three sixteen. Just on the, if you just on, on the lip of like uh, In and Out Burger. I've noticed that. Big Christian.
0: Most most of the uh, tra- travel I've done in the US has been in the East Coast. And I think In and Out Burger is a West Coast only thing. Yes. Yeah. So I've so. been there. I've, I haven't been there for about fifteen years. Well, there you go. There you well, go. There you go. <laughs> um, should I go back all the way back to episode one as well alright then and this is a reference to something you brought to the table in episode one Pete the uh, great molasses flood of of Boston in 1919 I think it was mm. 1919 anyway Ross of Buchanan um just got involved and says "Uh, Luke and Pete I'm an American who had the privilege of taking a tour through the UK and Ireland with one of my best friends last summer as it was early June 2016 in Britain our biggest struggles were studiously avoiding any discussion of politics and finding a pub that wasn't a Wetherspoons (laughs) while in Dublin we took a break from drinking lager in sketchy pubs to drinking good whiskey while touring the Teeling's distillery in case you were not aware Teeling is the only distillery to actually produce their spirit in Dublin because of the incident what is the incident you might ask what's the incident There you go. Ask ask me again. What's the incident, Luke? The incident is the Dublin Whiskey Fire of 1875. Oh, Um, I imagine people died, but it sounds delicious. uh, On June 18th, 1875, a fire started in the Liberties District of Dublin. Uh, And Russell says, From my research, it doesn't appear the cause is actually known. Nonetheless, the fire burned down a malt house and a storage building that contained £54,000 worth of whiskey. Once these two buildings went up in flames, burning alcohol began running through the streets. Um, The fire brigade, recognising that water wouldn't work, began spreading manure and sand throughout the area. This worked, and the fire was eventually tamed. Although it was a terrible tragedy in the economic sense, the fire did not kill a single person. Oh, that's good. But, but, but... The whiskey, alcohol however, the whiskey, however, claimed a number of victims, and many bystanders, seeing an opportunity to drink whiskey they could never afford, began to scoop the molten Im- and animal shit infused liquid into hats and boots. Wow. Um, apparently, I-, I read further. That's ar- Petey. I read further. <laughs> <Literally>, God, that's <laughs> I read uh, further around this, and 13 people died from alcohol poisoning, according to the Irish Times. Um, just because
1: you know the story, just, just drink it immediately.
0: Well, when in Rome. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, to
1: running with whiskey.
0: If there's one person that would be making a sensible decision around that situation, <laughs> it would be you. So listen, Irish whiskey is it's too much to resist. Yeah. And, uh, thirteen people apparently passed away Fantastic. through alcohol poisoning
1: and esophageal burns. I, lo-
0: I love the idea of that because I like. Lo- to me, it's the it's the principle which absolutely rings true. Where if you're lucky enough to go to a party where it's uh, free alcohol, yep. or you go to an all you eat bu- all you can eat buffet, what person ever just goes? do well, you know what? I only fancy three pints tonight. Yeah. Or I only fancy a couple of a couple of bits of food. No, you just go, right, it's free, I'm getting well, as much as I can. To be
1: honest, look, I've worked in the media for like a good nine years or something now, and the lure of the free bar just doesn't just doesn't get me anymore. I've seen work experienced kids come in and just go wild. Yeah. But I'll always spend money on booze. I'll always overspend <laughs> money on booze. I don't mind paying for a bit of alcohol, but a free bar to me just doesn't excite me anymore. Am I becoming too jaded? Am I becoming no, too... No, I
0: think you're out of touch with a common man. <laughs> but I think uh, you are.
1: Louis C.K. Uh, did a story about on a uh, American um, radio channel, I think, uh, and he was talking about a story he had uh, a situation he had with Matthew Perry. The aforementioned Matthew Perry. Yeah. A lot of channel chat on uh... hey,
0: Matthew Perry. didn't he have problems being addicted to prescription drugs. He
1: did. Yes. Well, yeah. he. Well, this has nothing to do with that. He was also also in the video game Fallout New Vegas, which wasn't very good. Um, He uh, basically, they were at the bar and Matthew Perry goes, oh, put your money away, Louis, this is a free bar, it's fine. And Louis CK's policy, which I've subscribed to as well, if you're at a free bar, um, you give the money that you would give. Maybe subtract a couple of quid, maybe. You give the money you would give to buy a drink to the bar staff.
0: In the US, because I get In the tips. US,
1: because they get t- yeah, tips, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, fine. You pay for the drink anyway, because yeah. you, that's just what you do. And especially if you're in Louis C.K. or Matthew Perry's goddamn position. Yeah. And Matthew Perry... A million, p- million bucks an episode. I know. Yeah. Matthew Perry would insist on going, no, put it away, Louis. And Louis I'll spend money how I like. Thank you, Matthew Perry. Yeah, uh, sounds like so a shit night out. It's, well, it sounds like a shit. Like it sounds like a shit conversation, a shit argument. Uh,
0: yeah, I can imagine it. I can imagine it being a conversation you and I would have because I, I would tip the bar stuff in the US always because you have to, and that's fair enough. I understand why, but you don't tell me you're doing that in the UK. I no, I,
1: I would. I would. If it's if it's, a, if it's I'll, put, I'll put a couple of quid in the in the pot if it's a free bar.
0: What a couple of quid every drink. Yeah. You are mentally. Well if it's
1: a decent drink, if it's if it's like just a bottle of Heineken or something, I'll put a quid in.
0: I've I've never done that. Well, then you should. In the UK bath staff don't rely on tips, do they? No. Uh, that's not how I imagine a night out with Louis C.K. would be. <laughs> but I guess it's not really Louis C.K.'s fault, that situation, is no, it? No.
1: He, no. Matthew Perry was definitely uh, at fault there. So, so.
0: We, what, what, what we're trying to get out of here, then, if you were present in Dublin on, 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 in 1875 when that whiskey <laughs> happened, you would be seen dropping money into the, into the gutter, into the gutter <laughs> or you'd Irish whiskey out of a straw. <laughs> Apparently some people on that occasion were using their boots because they had no receptacle for Lovely. the whiskey. Yeah. That's, that's what I like to see. That sort of resourcefulness is what we like to see. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, let me just find the name of the email again. Russell Buchanan. Thank you very much, Russell.
1: Fantastic stuff. Um, do you want to hear a story uh, regarding your plane illness, Luke?
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I, what, what, what plan else are
1: we Well, you, about? Do, I think you recounted a story where you weren't very well uh, getting oh, on a plane. That has happened, yeah. Yeah, it's, happened it's, it's always a really problematic situation. Because you're like, I'm going to be on a plane for the next two or three hours. This isn't going to be good. This isn't going to be pretty. Did that and t- I've limited access to the toilet facilities.
0: Forgive me if I told you the actual story, but I'll just brace it really quickly in case people haven't heard it. it it's the story I'm thinking of. <clears throat> it was a flight back from the US, and it was about an eight-hour flight. Right. And um, I was so ill that the doctor was touching her about whether they let me fly or not. Yes, and that's my, right, my yeah. parents were like, "Oh, well, we've got to get him on the plane. Anyway, mm. I ended up being on the plane. It was horrific, but I was fine. Mm. Uh, and I'm here to tell the stories. They today. made an
1: impromptu boy in the bubble so, situation put yeah, <laughs> you in a bin they, bag. They did, yeah. They, <laughs> put, on yourself. they put
0: me in total quarantine. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, t- well, Terry's got into it. She basically said, uh, Luke's plane illness story is prompted me to share my own horrific one. Um... I was flying back from a work trip in New York. The flight was due to depart at nine m so the night before being on my own, I went to a popular chain restaurant uh, that includes a day of the week uh, I had a dish oh, okay. I had a dish uh, consisting of chicken and prawns. Back to the hotel, I went and to bed I started feeling really rough and I couldn't sleep come five a m I'd hardly stepped, so I was pretty delirious. Halfway to JFK, I uh, realised that I'd uh, left my passport in the hotel safe. So I got the driver to turn around, collected my passport, and suddenly I decided I needed the toilet. That was round one. Round two, yeah. I was on the freeway back to JFK and begged the guy to pull over, but there, were, there was a load of construction, so he couldn't stop. Uh, so he leaned down threw his guts out of, out of the window. This is February in New York, and you know what? Cold New York, it's like, which is insane. Minus fourteen Celsius. This pretty much froze instantly. Uh, This guy had another fare to pick up almost immediately, and I only had five dollars to tip. Uh, But the worst was yet to come. After a few more rounds in the airport toilet, I composed myself enough to board. I was sat in my seat, thankfully, with no one to my left. Uh, We then had issues with the plane and sat on the tarmac for a few hours. As the toilets were out of action, I proceeded to fill up sick bag after sick bag, culminating in the staff saying that they would escort him to the lavatory to empty these out. As I walked through the cabin, we approached the toilet. The stewardess turned to check my status. However, in my semi-conscious state, I had continued walking, prompting her to knock the contents of the bags over to rather unfortunate ladies.
0: That is horrendous.
1: I mean, I he said, awful. I would have happily been euthanised there and then. <laughs> However, the two ladies in question were upgraded to upper class for their troubles, whereas I was made to wear a pair of pyjamas four sizes too big. Worst trip of my life, Terry. Would you take two bags of sick on your lap
0: I was just about to, to, to get into upper that. class? I was about to ask you that. <laughs> Yes. Upper class on Virgin is very good. Yeah.
1: That's what I will say. <laughs> Upper class on anything is yeah. very good. I mean, we're not talking business here. We're talking similar seats. I mean, yeah. you could show yourself off if you were on 8 ad, couldn't you?
0: You could. Yeah, you absolutely could. So, uh, um, yeah. I, I, know, I, I also think that wearing a pair of pyjamas four sizes too big for you on a flight sounds all right. Yeah. That's not the worst part of that.
1: It makes you look... Like a mad drunk ninja.
0: Mine came from eating too many breaded mushrooms, which I told you about before. So I, which, to be honest,
1: like. started a lot of breaded mushroom chat on, on the emails, but which the, I have omitted.
0: But Terry, um, I would, I would wager for for a number of reasons, Terry's is worse. Yeah. Um, not least because if he's if it's come from seafood, that's much worse.
1: Yeah, that's spectacular. I've only really ha- ever had that kind of, you know, stomach and mouth and bum kind of situation once in my life, I think. Because right. I've got quite a dicky tummy anyway. I got. Yeah, yeah, oh, I think yeah. I've got IBS and all that crap that my mum mom had. But uh, I've never had it properly. And you sort of go, oh, wow, this is what people talk about when they say they're actually genuinely very ill.
0: A friend of uh, both of ours once got food poisoning from eating horse meat yeah uh, when he was overseas, and he said it was so bad for about ten days he genuinely thought he might pass away
1: yeah his his uh his plan is always if you eat something a bit moody, just have a drink of a cook. That's, yeah. what Spanish, that's what Spanish do quite a lot. If you've got a, a, a distressed stomach, um, they like kind of flatten cork. Yeah. So I get a glass of cork and start stirring it until all the bubbles are gone. And knock that back. The oh, acid look. just kills all of the bugs in your stomach.
0: Have you seen what... Um, it's, it's Terrible for acid ingestion. It's, it's do with, yeah, but isn't that to do with the chemicals in the coke? You well, seen, actually, I think
1: it's just the acidic nature of it.
0: But have you seen how a coke um, cleans a penny? mm yeah, and, is, and, and you yeah. can also use it to unblock your sink and clean your toilet. It's
1: so versatile.
0: Yeah, we you go. It really is a drink yeah. for every person. <laughs>
1: drink
0: for every occasion.
1: Yeah, I think so. Good stuff. All right, do you want a little break? Let's get, let's get a little break. Let's have a little break. Hang fire.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. There we go.
0: go We're back. Um, Pete spent that break arguing with the customers. <laughs> <That's> TV, <laughs> if you weren't wondering. And um, we're back in with the email special, episode seven. Of Luke yeah. and Pete's summer. we've um,
1: got time for a few more, so l- let's make them good ones, shall we? Okay, I've got
0: a couple of good ones yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah. I- 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 do you know what? Let's I'll- end
1: with your, you- your two because I think yours are better than mine.
0: Well, I've actually got three. but okay. two, are on- two are on the same subject. So all right. Well, let's I'll- do all three. I'll-, I'll-, I'll rattle through this one really quick. This is a, this is a short <laughs> one, and then we'll get to the get to the good stuff. No offence, Andrew. Andrew. has <laughs> <laughs> been in touch saying, um, "Hey guys, as you were clearly struggling for listener content, aka content." That's, that's a. Damn- <laughs> I know um, So very rude That sort of email normally goes straight in the trash In the <laughs> Gmail But um, he said I thought I could make this mediocre sub- submission uh, As the two of you comprise of Fashion Easter And the President of the Fashion Police I think he means you as the Fashion Easter.
1: Yeah and, and you as And you're very much the one policing it and, and I would like Hashtag to argue Mission to Moscow
0: And I would, I would like to argue that But I am ashamed and proud at the same time To say that I was up in Yorkshire uh, earlier the week And um, I saw a picture of a man dressed in 1920s golfing attire uh, and I sent a picture to Pete. It was a pair of plus fours, checked sh- suit, and it was a tartan suit. Mm. And I sent a picture to Pete and said, Pete, this looks like you. And you were, uh, yeah, as as I would wear. So we, we, the, 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 the cap very much does fit, Andrew. Mm. Um, he says, maybe you can help us. Uh, I've been ironing this white shirt with a lot of steam for about 10 minutes and I still can't get it line free. How does one achieve this with a white shirt that shows all shadows? Keep up the good work. I'm enjoying your summer, Andrew. So he's asking the best te- technique, Pete. Yeah. To iron a shirt, I've
1: seen uh, this shirt. To be honest, yeah, he attached a picture. He yeah. attached a picture, and it's uh, it's. It, I've got a similar shirt, and they. It's a horror show. Yeah. It's a real horror show.
0: I mean, I'm sad and and sort of again ashamed to admit that I regularly pay uh, a pound a shirt to get them dry cleaned. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know
1: what? With the tougher shirts, it's getting to the point where I'm a communist throat and, and I won't have a cleaner, but I do. Need a little bit of help. I might consider getting a little bit of help when it comes to. What are
0: the cornerstones of communism? Getting those the shirts. <laughs> not having a cleaner.
1: Getting those shirts. Uh, getting those shirts. I was, uh, perusing,
0: I was perusing Karl Marx's uh, Dash Capitalist the other day, <laughs> and he did say in the first chapter, you will not have bloody cleaners.
1: Well, well yeah, because you you're clean on bloody mess. God yeah. damn it. Um, uh, there was a lovely story in the news uh, a couple of days ago uh, talking about a Chinese uh, internet startup that uh, rented out umbrellas. 300,000 umbrellas they bought and by the end of i think a week they still owned about 10,000 of them They'd <laughs> all been all been stolen
0: wow and or, what fee do they get for or the rent- nationalized what fee do they get for the rental of them though so
1: like a small amount but people are just stealing them so it's like isn't com- not that the spirit of communism though <laughs> nationalizing like a private company what stealing <laughs> stealing stealing the
0: umbrellas <laughs> but Pete, isn't there a culture in japan of leaving um umbrellas outside shops and yeah. you pick them out and you lose them and you leave them outside the next shop you go into.
1: I think that's what <laughs> I thought Okay. Turns out I think I was just stealing umbrellas. Yeah.
0: What are they in the corner over there? <laughs> <laughs> don't look at them. Um, one of them's got Trump on it. Um, <laughs> it Donald Trump golf umbrella. Um, anyway, okay, the next, next thing real quick. Thanks for that. Uh, uh, we, we haven't given him any advice. Well, uh, well, I've told him to go to the bloody dry cleaner. Well, that's not
1: the solution, is it? Get a bloody good iron with a good heavy base. If you can buy one from the 1970s, the better. Buy like a retro Um, Iron because they're so much better And they're so much heavier Get a good quality ironing board as well There are too many of those pressed aluminium horrors That have little holes in them So that if you're really pushing on a shirt It's not cushioned enough And it will leave an imprint on a shirt Whack it up to full Don't worry about it Linen setting Full steam And if it needs a pre-steam Stick it in the uh, shower.
0: Yeah, what about a Corby Trouser Press? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I've not really used one, to be honest, before. I've, I rarely am allowed in hotels. Can you use them for shirts? Or just yeah, for I trousers? think you can, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. I thought they were just for putting pleats in trousers.
1: I once upset a fairly high-class hotelier... Or rather, the hotel was classified as a No, uh, a man who uh, was the manager of a really nice hotel in Manchester uh, because I flooded his hotel room because I was steaming a linen
0: jacket. How did you flood the hotel room?
1: Uh, because I put the shower on full blast went downstairs where there was a free uh bar
0: <laughs> with loads of money <laughs> loads of money T- yeah just,
1: just tipping it out yeah making it rain yeah and, I, and then i made it rain in the uh and, and the plug didn't work it got like full and uh was it yeah, bad when you went back it, it was like it was a it was it was like home alone flooding it was terrible it, was it, wasn't,
0: it wasn't when we were in manchester was it no no, no. it wasn't No, okay
1: and I th- actually i think the hotel that we stayed in was the same hotel and i was really worried that i was gonna <laughs> get chucked out
0: Okay, obviously, to remember. That obviously happens yeah. all the time. Um, there you go, Andrew. That's hopefully answered your question. Mm. Um, Spray starch is good as well. Okay, good to know. I'm, I'm I am do a, t- a lot of vining. <laughs> yeah, sounds like I, mean, yeah. I wouldn't know to look at you, but it sounds like <laughs> it. Uh, I'm going to take us back to, I think, oh, I'm not sure actually, episode three or four I'm going to guess at. Um, a couple of moose-related emails here. Now, we oh, talked okay. a few weeks ago about what it would be like to hit a moose, or indeed any other animal actually, uh, with your car. Is
1: your extended um, family uh, in Moose Town? They are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's, right, yeah, that's but, why we got into that.
0: But I spoke, yeah, but I, I spoke to them. Um, my father-in-law was over a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a week or two ago, and he he said he hadn't really seen a moose, and, and my my wife saw one either on I can't I did say it to on you national the hero it
1: was either actually.
0: on the TV or, or or just been there before she got there or something like that. But anyway, they're not that they're not that common not that where they, where they are. Right. But there's a couple of moose stories here, and this one's from the delightfully named uh, Ziggy Zabrowski. Nice. Um, I hope it's his real name. Uh, He says, hey guys, I spent a lot of time in Minnesota growing up, Mm. and the town my uncle lived in was about 20 miles south of the Canadian border, and when I was 14, I watched a moose get hit by a pickup truck on a back road. The truck was in fact absolutely (sighs) totaled. and the moose did a minor role before finding its way back to its feet and running off like nothing happened. So, Pete, moose are definitely not soft. He said, they're also fucking terrifying to be (laughs) caught around during mating season. My cousins and I got caught in a chess match with one. I don't think he means an actual chess match. As we tried to escape a quarry on bikes uh, post-skeet shooting. We flicked
1: bears. So American, I oh, know, right?
0: Wow. We, we flicked bears in the nose to scare them off, which I don't recommend unless it's a last-ditch effort. And I would gladly chance doing that again before crossing past with another moose. That's from Ziggy.
1: Wow. And uh, was Prince driving that pr- pickup truck? He's Minnesotan. He is Minnesotan, or
0: he it. was with a purple one, wouldn't it? With yeah. <laughs> would a purple one, the late great man himself,
1: and the bruise, the uh, purple bruise that was on the moose. You'd imagine as well.
0: It, uh, if moose do bruise. Two moose bruises, Luke? And are the bruises purple? Yeah. Uh, this is everything's been building up to this. Everything's right, been building okay. up to this, Donson. Uh, John Smith, uh, he says, "Hello, Luke and Pete. In response to uh, the Moose chat of a few weeks ago, I would like to present you what has been described as the most Canadian news headline ever." Right. British Columbia woman hits moose on way to visit sister who hit moose.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, he says, Personally, I live in the relative safety that it's Vancouver Island, the only part of subarctic Canada that is currently free of these highway predators. Moose were, months, uh, were once brought over to the island, but in what many ways... Sorry, but in what may well be an apocryphal tale, they immediately swam back to the North American mainland, a crossing normally takes an hour and a half by ferry. <laughs> he says, I say that I reserve, uh, reside in relative safety only because we all know that these creatures could, at the day of their choosing, decide to take to the seas and swim here again, in which case I will need to curtail my own family visit. <laughs> I actually took the trouble of looking into this uh, story of, uh, of a woman who hit a moose on the way to visit her sister who hit a moose. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was... I mean, the, the worst thing about it... Was that the moose itself uh, was pregnant and oh. died in the collision? Oh, very, d- very sad. Any news on the baby moose? No, don't know if it survived uh, childbirth. Not right. sure if they tried to <laughs> rescue it. Okay. Um, the woman also said in a quote um, I knew right away it was a moose, so I slammed on my brakes with both feet. It was like two explosions. <laughs>
1: That Two explosions. Why two? But it reminded me, It
0: reminded me of the explosion that you had um, with the pigeon under the bus.
1: Oh, yeah. That didn't make me feel very good.
0: Imagine that, like, times a hundred.
1: But, I mean, what I would say is that, like, she was on the way to visit a moose victim herself, which I I quite like. There was a a story a few years ago that I was obsessed with uh, where a woman owned a cafe that she uh, called uh, Car Crash. Right. She called it Car Crash because it was in an accident black spot. And the new story was that the, a car hit the, the cafe. Car Crash Café. And she's in the news saying, oh, it's so ironic, isn't it? No. No. You, you, engineered, you engineered that. You engineered that. Yeah. You put that in the... You, you put the, your plate... How do you get? In, you even get insurance for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, what's the name of the company? It's Car <laughs> Crash... Right, well, we're not insuring you, grounds What's then? the USP? What? There's loads of car Any crashes re- all the time. <laughs> Any reason? Any particular reason? Well, we're not insuring your grounds.
0: No. Right. Absolutely and rightly so. But should we, should we leave the um, the uh, last word to Jeff Knight, the spokesman so, for yeah. the British Columbia Ministry of Transportation? <laughs> he says, uh, right. Moose will often try to avoid vehicles by running along a highway. If it's safe to do so, pull over or slow down until the animal leaves the road. ah. Oh.
1: Mm. That's nice. There was a video clip back quite recently of a bear uh, just sort of shouting from the forest at a not shouting, growling, roaring, roaring uh, from the forest uh, car. And a car just decided to slow down. So obviously the bear just starts charging at the yeah, car. Right. Moral of the story is, don't stop when there's a bear, stop when there's a moose. I, I
0: Yeah, so if it's a moose, do stop. Yes. If it's a bear, do not. And there's also specific instructions between a brown bear, a black bear, and a grizzly bear. Oh, and wow. I forget which one's which. One of them is to play dead. Right. The other one is to do not play dead. Just keep running. <laughs> and if you get them wrong, you're in real trouble. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen a video online... Of play a like, zombie? I a mean, bit, bit off. Yeah. and also, Pete, I think one of them is to, the tactic is to drop a backpack, so they oh, investigate right, so the backpack, yeah, okay. and you can get away. What have you
1: done with a backpack? Well, you, you drop your guts, take your shirt. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Hey, look at that backpack.
1: Yeah. That's no backpack.
0: Um, and uh, I, I, I was just going to say, I once saw a uh, a video online of a couple of guys on scrambler motorbikes right. going through a, a sort of forest path. I think it was in, maybe in Russia actually, mm. um, and. There's, one of them's got a GoPro on mm. and there's a guy riding the motorbike in front of him through his dirt track and mm. he's behind him with a GoPro on and from nowhere, this bear comes out of the woods, starts chasing him. <laughs> and it is absolutely terrifying.
1: They're so big and mobile. That's the most frightening thing about them. And there's nothing you can do to get away from them. And that's the most frightening thing about you,
0: Luke. <laughs> what, there's nothing you can do? Well, I, I, well, climb a tree? Difference between me and a bear, I can't climb a tree. Don't climb a tree when a bear's after you. Turn into an hologram. Oh, hello, expert tree-climbing animal. <laughs> I think I'm going to go into your natural habitat. Oh, what's, your, what's your, Pete, what's your tactic for getting away from a great water shark? Jump into the water? <laughs> <laughs> swim. Swim into its mouth. <laughs> That's the last thing Punch it in the tonsils. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> how does he. A little bit of movie trivia for you. In the film Deep Blue Sea. Right. How does LL Cool J's character try to fight off the great white shark? He
1: goes, ah, shit, son, and kicks him in he's the gonna,
0: tit. He doesn't say, Mama said, knock you out. <laughs> he, <laughs> he said. <laughs> I believe he gets the crucifix from his necklace around his neck and juts it in the eye.
1: Hang on, how big is this crucifix? Not that big. uh, It must be big enough to jam into an eye.
0: Spoiler alert, I think he dies. (laughs) Does he? I I think think so, yeah, I think. Never mind.
1: Uh, Well, it's been real and fun. It's been great, uh, this episode of the email special of the Luke and Pete Show. Thank you for getting involved, everyone. And do continue to email. We will be uh, pawing through like crazy wild bears through the backpack that is the hello at uh, LukeandPeteShow.com email box.
0: The email box, as all the kids are calling it these days. The email box. We'll have to do an email special again in a few weeks' yeah. time or something. I think it, so. We yeah. get so
1: many, but I thank know. you very much who got involved. Uh, we'll be back next week with a, a normal show.
0: Do you dare call it vanilla? Uh, well, listen, if it's vanilla, some, there are some very nice examples of vanilla ice cream. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. People use vanilla as a byword for boring when it's not always.
1: Mm. It, it depends on how you prepare your vanilla.
0: It's the same with ready salted crisps. A, a, a good ready salted crisp is fantastic.
1: I hate the fetishisation. You do. Of food. You do and I love I pressed the wrong jingle hang on there we go (laughs) let's get out of here thanks for listening cheers Luke thanks (laughs) that's (laughs) underwhelming